0: we've been. Uh, let's go through this. We're talking about what did he mean? What did he mean? What did God mean when he said some things? And what did Jesus mean when he said some things? Um, my challenge is still the same as it's been from the beginning, is that we're willing to set aside our opinions of how we think church is supposed to be, on how we think God is supposed to be. Every one of us is conditioned to by our own, like, if you've grown up in any way in, under Christianity, there are, there's a process that you think is, in, uh, that we adhere to, that we read the scripture through, right, is are you willing to set that aside, alright, and that doesn't mean maybe that you are even wrong on that, but set it aside long enough. be able to look into the scripture the way God taught and and gave us the scripture. And and my feeling is we're all going to be asked to set down some things that we may find very sacred, that that we thought was very sacred. That we've heard in churches as we can all, see, we kind of rubber stamp things. If it's been said inside of a church building, we say, well, it's got to be 100% right. And the preacher would never not tell the exact will of God and all of these things, except that's not our history in America. That isn't our history, okay? And so I'm just asking us to be willing to do this, to set this aside, and to look at what did he mean when he said some things, right? What did he mean when he talked about the gospel? We've already done these, so if you can go back and listen to them on the podcast. What did he mean when he meant when he taught about the gospel of the kingdom and being born again and following him, right? Um, this has been our core starting point from all of this is Mark 1, 14 through 18. Now, after John the Baptist was in prison, Jesus went into Galilee and proclaimed the gospel of God, Right? He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the gospel. All right? We've already gone through that. It's dropping our opinion that we believe, when we say believe the gospel, that it's some kind of prayer we say or some kind of thing that we do to accept Jesus. He's not talking about that. And as he went along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew and he said, uh, Simon's brother was casting a net in the sea for there are fishermen. And Jesus said, follow me and I will make you into fishers of people. All right. Th- these four verses right here are so rich in terms of the entirety of what Jesus is trying to be like conform us to him. We have to understand this. They left their nets immediately and followed him. He was talking about this gospel This good announcement and that there was actually a response to it of following him, leaving behind what you did and who you were and were made into fishers of men. And and again, you can go back and, uh, you know, uh, kind of look through all that if you haven't yet. Essentially, what is Jesus saying? He says, I'm going to teach you and show you how to live a kingdom life. Right? It's not a club. Church isn't a club. It's not a place we go. It's It's not a building we come to that has these, like, because we're sitting in here, we have these safe walls that mean we're all saved and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean any of those things. Jesus says, I'll teach you how to live and show you how to live a kingdom life. His call to his gospel, this announcement of his kingdom... Is going to teach us that we see enemies and worry and priorities and retaliation and sexuality and money and things in a kingdom way, not in a worldly way. The world doesn't have any place in the kingdom of God. There's no crossover. There's no kind of like, I can kind of look at some things in a worldly way and plop them in the middle of the kingdom of God. It doesn't work that way. right? Jesus says he'll change us into someone who can do the good work that he's doing that we will proclaim this gospel of the kingdom. right, we we will do that. And again, you're going to hear often over and over again, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom is not setting down pamphlets in the restaurant, okay? It's not saying a prayer. It's not any of these things, okay? We're going to have to realize our superficial ways of dealing with the kingdom of God have to be repented of. They have to be, okay? There's no more, I shared the gospel with somebody and they accepted him, No, 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 we we have to understand who the king is. There there is no more of that if we're going to be in his will, right? We're not talking about efficiency here. We're not talking about, and I get it, we, we come from a lineage in our country of the crusades that preached to thousands of people. We thought, therefore, something good must have happened there, so that's what the kingdom of God is. But that's not the kingdom of God. We're reading about the kingdom of God. Right? we don't we don't take our history and conform God to our kingdom. Okay, right. we're the opposite of that. We're being conformed into what He says here. Okay, and so we we went into this idea of we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Jesus said, you have to enter the kingdom. You have to be born again. You must be baptized and washed in his blood to enter the kingdom of God. And we shared all of the theological exercises and calisthenics we do to make that John 3 not say anything about baptism. And we've just gone way far off the path. But he says, you have to be born again. You've got to repent and realign your life to under the kingdom of God. Pledging your allegiance to Him. That's what we did at baptism. Right. Right? We said, that, that my allegiance can't be, no, I'm I am loyal to you until it comes to something I want to do. Okay? It's an entire allegiance of being washed of your sin and filled with the Holy Spirit, dying and rising. Right? Entering the kingdom of God. And not just agreeing with him, but changing how we think in a way that shows our lives are realigned to his kingdom. Okay? This isn't about what we can achieve in terms of like uh, how our performance is. This is truly an alignment of our lives. And everybody starts at a different place for sure. Right? So it isn't, we're not talking about the performance of this. So what did he mean? So we get to this place. He says, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And that sounds great. But he says, I'll make you fishers of men. That we're going to go and do. And and essentially when Jesus said that, he's going, I'm fishing for you. And I'm going to teach you how to do what I'm doing. That's Jesus' message here. We look at the Great Commission and very simply here. So 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came up and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always to the very end of the age." right and, and again I'm bringing in a, a structure that a lot of us have probably been familiar with and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask if you're familiar with this in, in, in our own history is please allow the structure to fall away okay because here is what we call the great commission except what about this right here Genesis 1 then God said let us make mankind in our own image After our likeness, so they may rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, and the cattle, and over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move on the earth. And God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, and every creature that moves on the ground. And God said, Now I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the entire earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all the animals of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has living breath in it, and it was very time. Uh, I give every green plant for food. It was so. God saw that all he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, and the sixth day. The Matthew 28 Great Commission cannot be understood outside of this Great Commission. <clears throat> this, this is the original Great Commission. Amen. This is Eden. This is another mountain, okay? This is this is meant for us to understand that there is these there is this similarity. Without understanding this great commission, we create a man made system. We we create something that looks nothing like fishing for men. Yeah. We make a system, uh, and we look for in our group for people to 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 behave and to do what it says our group wants you to do. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about conformity to the kingdom of God. So we need to take a good, hard look at this right here, okay? Because everything about this is talking about the kingdom of God prior to some things happening, right? Humankind uh, made in the king's image to take on the king's form and function. That's actually what that means, to be made in his image. The image is to take on the form and the function of the king. It's not a physical image. But he said this is how mankind was made. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 42 because it's important to understand who is this king that the image uh, mankind that we are made uh, to be just like this image right here. Isaiah 42 verse 1. Isaiah 42.1, here is my servant whom I support, my chosen one in whom I take pleasure. I have placed my spirit on him. He will make just decrees for the nations. He will not cry out or shout. He won't publicize himself in the streets. A crushed reed he will not break. A dim wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully make just this decrees, he won't grow dim or be crushed before establishing justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait in anticipation for his decrees. This is what the true God, of the Lord, says: the one who created the sky and stretched it out, the one who fashioned the earth and everything that lives on it, the one who gives breath to the people on it and life to those who live on it. I, the Lord, officially commission you. I take hold of your hand and protect you and make you a covenant mediator for people and a light to the nations to open blind eyes, to release prisoners from dungeons, those who live in darkness from prisons. I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not share my glory with anyone else or the praise do me with idols." Right, this, is, this is the king, this is the image, this is the form and the function of the king, right? As he came, I the Lord officially commission you, I take hold of your hand, I protect you and make you a covenant mediator for people and a light to the nations to open blind eyes to release prisoners from dungeons, those who live in darkness from prisons, it's very important that we understand when we read in Genesis 1, okay, we go all the way back. And let's make man in our image. So as he was making mankind, this is the image that he was making us in, the form and the function. Except at that point, nothing had fallen. Right, And and we're still in Eden. Genesis 1, it is still, everybody was in Eden, and it was great, and it was perfect, okay? Remember, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Rule over the earth. He said, actually, subdue it. What's a way to understand that? It's like what we would understand as a deputy. He's saying, you have every authority that I have on this earth and you get to to, uh, you are authorized to do exactly what I do on planet earth Mm -hmm. he deputized people yeah right and this is this is kind of tough when you think about it you're like oh man you mean yes if we go out into Pickens County and you break a law and a deputy pulls you over and arrests you There is no way you can go, you have no authority over me in this county. He's like, no, I do. I am the sheriff in this situation. Okay? Is this deputizing, be fruitful, multiply, rule over the earth, subdue it, passes down from generation to generation. Here is the goal right, is Eden could only fit so much. His goal was like this should grow, like we haven't got to sin yet, but God is going be fruitful and multiply and then pass this down and teach And, and there was this perfection but it was sent into the earth to where to an earth that still needed to be cared for at the time, right and he's going this should grow and multiply Pass this down from generation. Expand Eden through the world with the authority of the king. That, that's what he was talking about in Genesis 1. And that was the perfect plan right there. That was absolutely the perfect plan. But here's what happened, right? Is then we, we know that part of the story that happens. Sin enters. And there's this banishment. And what's crazy is then humankind's image became flawed. Alright? The idea of being born in the image of God is true and not true at the same time in our world that we live in. All right? we, we were created in the image of God, yet we have decided to go a different way. That is a flawed image. Alright, that, that image is not the same. Therefore, all authority. This is for jumping right over to Why did Jesus say what he said? Why was it a little bit different? But it wasn't different. It wasn't different at all. All right. Then Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he reminds the king's language, right? He's reminding us. He's the king. All authority. Therefore, this is what he's saying. Go and make disciples of all nations baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you and remember I am with you always to the very end of the age so let's connect a couple of dots first of all Genesis 1 right there on that 6th day when he said hey rule over the earth subdue it there was there was an idea that humanity would take care of the planet all right. That there were animals that were, had requirements, and and crops that had requirements, and there was there was this idea of, hey, you are over all of the animals and the plants and the food and all that kind of stuff. Make sure you take care of my creation. But we have to be very careful that that was not that wasn't the last word. The gospel is not about. Our our environmental footprint, the gospel is not about any of those things. Those things still are required. We are still required to take care of God's things and to take care of his planet and all these things. But if we stop in Genesis 1, we can create a gospel that's like, well, let's just make the earth perfect. But then going through the history of humanity, we realize we became flawed. We were flawed people. We can't, we cannot do what he asked us to do in a flawed state. It doesn't matter how much, this isn't a political statement, this isn't about activism, this isn't about any of those things. It's about we are in a flawed state until we enter the kingdom of God. Okay? So again, very similar in Matthew. Be fruitful and multiply. Rule over the earth. Stop and think about that for a second. When you entered the kingdom of God, did you realize and do you believe that you were deputized with the authority of Jesus himself? I'm not going to try to rescue everybody from whatever thoughts you're having because I just made that statement. But we are not doing God a service by pretending that humility has something to do with not doing what he told us to do. It is not humble to go, oh, but you know what? I I found a better way to be his apprentice. No, no, we don't have authority in the kingdom as his children. Of course not. How arrogant does that sound? Except the truth of the matter is, is that's exactly what he said to do you, you see we're, we're diverging already I know this okay and, and, and here's the deal the, the argument isn't going to be with me it's the word of God okay so when he said this listen I have all authority I'm deputizing you to do this the same way I did it in Eden when I gave the authority over the earth Redeem people in the king's image. Authority for what? To bring this message of redemption. Something that wasn't true on the sixth day in Eden was humanity was not flawed. Redeem people. This is Matthew 28. This is the Great Commission. This is why it's not verbatim to Genesis chapter 1. But he's saying, Go and be fruitful, multiply, redeem people, teach kingdom ways, and teach us conforming to his form and function. Right? Teach him to obey everything. Redeem people in the king's image. Help people see that this message of realignment and repentance and being born again teach that with all authorities. Teach kingdom ways. This is what he's saying. It's it's what you say to people that are that when we're flawed people. Genesis one is taught when no one's flawed. Pass this down from generation to generation. This is for everyone and for all your children. And, and this may be one of those areas that we may miss out more than anything. Right? This authority and this commission that we've been sent out to is not to go away from our family to do it, 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 is, it, it will do no good. To go outside of our family to proclaim some kind of good news that is not being lived out under our own roofs. Right. Okay. We don't ever fool. Let, let's be united in that. Let's not fool ourselves. All right. Yeah. If you think you're that you are appointed to be an evangelist and you are out there while your family crumbles, that is not what he's talking about. Now, let's be very clear about that here. pass this down from generation expand the kingdom throughout the world with the authority of the king And I understand what we're saying here may be stirring up some things inside of you that are really like rumbling inside man but I think when we when we paint this picture like can, can you see? Can, can you see the counterfeit that the world has painted Christianity as? I, I hadn't said one time evangelism. I, I don't know if you oh man, I need to go out and knock on some doors afterwards. Please stop. Okay? Like, like, like if we don't slow down enough, To allow ourselves to be formed to his ways. We're just like chickens with our heads cut off. Just going around and we're just following our emotion. And if it felt really great, it must be of God. And just kind of chasing and chasing and chasing. But this is the great commission. He says, I'm with you. I've given you my authority. I've deputized my church to have this authority. And I'm with you. In Matthew 20, Jesus said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And those in high positions use their authority over them. It must not be this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So there's diverging thoughts. You may have heard, when I was talking about the authority of Jesus himself, you you may have heard some kind of like, some dog whistle that made you think This is going to allow me to go in there and say what I want to say, how I want to say it, and it's their problem if they don't get it. Right? I understand that's not what Jesus is teaching. He's clearly telling us this now. He's like, true authority in the kingdom of God is being a servant. Mm -hmm. True authority in the kingdom of God, if we're going to actually live in the form and the function of the king, he said he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for men. That's what we're talking about here. Confidently. Ruling by serving. Serving through loving. Loving by laying down our lives. When he says, go make disciples. Disciples of all nations, when he's reiterating the Great Commission of Eden. And he's, he's allowing us to be into his plan of bringing the kingdom of God to this planet. And he's saying, go and do this. Man, he sure, he sure isn't telling us, hey, go and sit down and argue with people. And, and and I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm. There's probably some of us, man. I say things you're like, oh yeah, finally, finally we get it. Finally, this is what we need, you yeah. know. And then others of you are going, oh man, this is so far gone. Like this is making Christianity way too difficult and all these kind of things. I, I don't know. All, all I know is is we've got to be in God's word to read through this and to see these connecting points that aren't connecting points I'm making on my own. <laughs> They're they're not connecting, but these are meant to be connected, okay? And being aware of your own internal temperature, okay? So in your mind, you're going, man, I really am so glad they said that we don't have to go knock on doors, we don't have to do this, we don't have to do all those kind of things. And, And I think, let me bring you back from the path that you went down on. See, the purpose of this isn't the functionality of what we therefore should go and do. It's understanding. It's like being on the same page, okay? It's like if we're playing on a football team, and the quarterback calls a play, and everybody goes, but, I, but I'll but i be open over here. I'm going to run in this direction, and it's going to be great. It doesn't work that way. In our own world, it doesn't work that way. It's understanding what was his plan, Like, there's no way we become people of the gospel of the kingdom if we don't understand what his plan, which is ultimately to fully redeem Eden, Like, to get it back to that place. Like, that's Revelation 21 and 22 is describing that. And in the meantime, he says, I have deputized my church to go and do what I've been doing in the way that I've been doing it. This is what I've been calling people to, okay? Ruling by serving and serving through loving and loving by laying down our lives. And you may have never realized that's the kingdom that you were called into. Right? It's not just about, hey, I'll go to church when it's open and I'll do those kinds of things. Man, we can do a lot of things Mm -hmm. that, that our own, like our own kind of fellowship of churches would go, man, you're awesome for doing all those things. Right? And be totally not on the same page with what the gospel is about. Okay? And so, this is what we're asking, right? Is God to help us here. Matthew 24. Who then is the faithful and wise slave? Right? Who is this person? Like, isn't it like if I have a, a business card for the Clemson Foothills Church, isn't that who the faithful and wise servant is? No, 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 Jesus is going to answer this. Who then is this kingdom person? Who who is this person? Is it somebody who just goes out and invites everybody to church? Is it somebody that never invites people to church? Is it it somebody that, that, you know, whatever our different opinions are, he says, no, no. It's whom the master has put in charge of his household to give the other slaves their food at the proper time. Like, who is this faithful servant? Blessed is that slave whom the master finds at work when he comes. mean having a quiet time, how many be better when Jesus comes, we should all be having quiet times. We should all be praying. We should all be you know all man, we are so much missing the point on this, right? Who is the faithful and the wise servant? Who is the kingdom person that Jesus is like I deputize the people? to do these things. and no, So who is that faithful and wise servant? It's the person who, the servant, the slave, whom the master finds at work when he comes. And he says, I tell you the truth, the master will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But if the evil slaves say, my master's staying away a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow slaves into to eat and drink with drunkards, then the master will come on a day when he doesn't expect him, and an hour he doesn't foresee, and he'll cut him in two, and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Who is the faithful and wise servant? All right, It's not the one passing out the most brochures. It's not the one watching the most podcasts. It's not the one with the greatest, like that your behavior is, is the most righteous all the time. Yeah, It's it's the faithful life service. Is, is do you know what the king even asked you to do while he was away? And then are we doing it? Are we ruling by serving? And serving through loving. And loving through laying down our lives. Do we understand this redemption of the kingdom of God that He's asked us to be a part of? And to not just go and say, Hey, will you accept Jesus? Hey, raise your hand if you want to accept Jesus. No. But having, as we serve and love and lay our lives down, articulating who this king is and challenging ourselves in this world of there's a way that we thought we were following God that is a false way, okay? It's not just going to church and it's not just being good or better than someone else or knowing more information or something like that. But it's, who is this king? And, and here's the truth of the matter is, is this kingdom is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Are there expectations? We've talked about that. But if the message is, hey, do you want to enter the kingdom? Because we're going to do, do that, I'm going to tell you some things that are going to make you absolutely miserable. <laughs> See, that's not articulating the gospel correctly, but that may be how we live out the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like God asked me to do miserable things, I just hope he comes through in the end. Instead of, no, 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 no. As people participating in the kingdom way of living, it may sound harsh to say, entering the kingdom does require repentance and realignment away from us being the Lord of our own life. Of, of how we decide about our time and our money. We've talked about that over the past couple of weeks. So who is this person? Who is this faithful and wise servant? I hope we come together as a community and go, that's what we can be. When he comes back, he's not going to be looking just to see that we've done good deeds. Right? Think, think about it. Anybody else, If you uh, if you went away and you set a specific Like ideal and principle and 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 just a a plan, and you went away, and then you came back and you said, "Well, none of that's being done." And we were to go, but I dusted your whole house, though. But that's a good thing. I vacuumed all the carpets while you were away. That's awesome too. Thank you. But if we didn't perform and do anything that the owner asked, it's not reasonable. God, okay, so I didn't mean it. That's what Jesus would have to say. That's not mercy. Okay? I, I know we want so deeply for that to sound like mercy and go, oh, I know. Listen, I love them so much anyway, even though they never were doing anything I wanted and followed the inclinations of their own heart while going to church and calling me Lord it's alright, I didn't mean, because do do we honestly believe that Jesus is going to come back and go, man, I really didn't mean any of those things Mm -hmm. I just want to see how how far I can push you that's not mercy that's us being kings of the kingdom. And it just, it doesn't work that way, okay? So, here's four things, moving forward, okay? These are four questions that hopefully are helpful as we work through these texts, okay? And my, my hope is that you go back and you're reading kind of this Genesis 1, Matthew 28, Isaiah 42, Matthew 20, Matthew 24, that we're studying these and reading these and asking ourselves for I think, helpful, they're helpful for me questions, is what does this mean? When we read something, what does this mean about God? When we read something, well, what does this mean for me? If what he says in Genesis 1, if that's true, what does that mean? And in Matthew 28, in Matthew 24, Matthew 20, Isaiah 42, what does this say about kingdom living? The, these four or five passages are incredibly rich kingdom passages on how the kingdom is supposed to be lived in. Like deputy, like the people of God are supposed to be living this way. And then the last question, it might be the most important of all. Well, now what? Well, if this is what this means about God, if this is what it means for me, and what does it say about it? Well, now what? Like, the Word of God was built in for us to respond to it. Amen. Not to go, boy, that, It's a really nice selection of verses. Or to even agree that these are challenging verses. But to take some time, that doesn't always happen right here and right now. It, it requires us to, To be able to take these things. So the goal when we come here isn't, man, am I going to take notes or not? Or am I going to do any of these things? But my my hope is, is that we are taking these to understand what did he mean when he connected these guys? And am I on board with this? Am, Am I on board with these things and start letting, like, that process of conforming to him and seeking him out, like allowing that sometimes there's that process of being stretched and you feel like, oh, this is so difficult to be stretched like this. And, and it's more difficult because we have, quite honestly, an idol that we've made our own country into. And that's not a, political. don't get me wrong, that's not me being political. The, the religious, our religiousness in America we have created as an idol yeah. like we, we put statues up of men to honor and revere them regardless of how they handle the word of God right this requires us to realign and to repent away from we are not Americans who are Christians if we're in the kingdom of God, we are citizens of that. kingdom. Yeah. Okay, there is no, like, here's the deal, if you're in the kingdom of God, you used to be an American. Hmm. You used to be. It, it, see, that's the thing. It's no use trying to follow your political, like, whatever it is through the news. It's no use because in the kingdom of God, it's like, well, oh, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's no use. Yeah. It's futile. It's not for you know? And so it's, again, being called and going, maybe, maybe that's just the sticking point. That I entered the kingdom of God, so that I enter as an American and stay an American. And all that is telling me is, is that it's not a new creation. It's not a new creation. Yeah, you you'll get born again into the kingdom of God and go, I get to keep all of the opinions I have. So that's, that's where we are. Now what? Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to nine four zero 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 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.